you know, when I gave myself grace, it finally, it just clicked what I wanted to do. And now I'm very clear and it feels very good to know. Mother Jumpers is a podcast for mothers ready to jump into what's next after motherhood. As mothers, our focus is to raise our children and give our energy to others. It's an amazing and big job, one that comes with some amazing highs and some challenging lows. Somewhere along the way, a gnawing voice gets in our head, calling us to find something else, something that inspires us to find our passion, follow a dream, or make some money. Weekly, we talk with women who have successfully navigated the jump from motherhood into a career path that has given them a sense of personal fulfillment. And we have candid discussions on the why, the how, the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, with stories that inspire, inform, and motivate mothers hoping to make their own jump. Welcome to this episode of Mother Jumpers. Today I have on a local mom, Karen Cook. Hello, Karen. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. So, um, Karen, you live in Santa Monica, correct? I do. Awesome. And can you tell me what you do here in Los Angeles now for a living or career, whatever you're doing for passion? Yes. Currently, I just launched in February after a year of experimenting last year. This February, I launched my company called the Wildflower Collective, and we are a parent-focused community, and we provide um, fun and joy-filled events, local events, and now uh, family retreats with an on-site kids club because I noticed, you know, when I had kids that everything's always catered to the kids, but there's not much that's catered to the parents that work so hard to raise them. So especially vacations, you know, here in LA, so many people have family that don't live nearby. So, oh yes. Hello. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Including me, I'm from New Jersey. So, you know, there's not a lot of options for relaxing on vacation. So that's what we're trying to do. It's so cool. I remember when I heard about this, I was like, yes, I've been looking for this. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Thank it's you. amazing. Thank you. Um, Okay, so you, this is what you do now. You have how many kids? Two kids. They're five and two, two girls. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I have two girls too. Awesome. Get ready for more crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome though. It's good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. They hang out together and this age is fun and I could see it, I would hope, getting easier, but I'm looking at you, I'm not sure. (laughs) No, it does. Actually, five and eight is a great time. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You get out of the the weeds a little bit. Because you still have a two-year-old, so, yes. you know, I'm five. I mean, I'm five, like, my youngest is five and a half, and I'm like, ooh, I can breathe now, you yes. know? So, yeah, you'll get there. Okay. Enjoy the fun, though. Unless I have a third. We'll see. Uh, trying to convince my husband. <laughs> I know. I, I was in the same boat, and I still, even though I'm, like, 
in my 40s. Um, I'm like, hmm, God, I always wanted a third, mm. um, but I'm not a good pregnant person. Uh-huh. So it's been a hard like just dis- like discussion. But I'm trying to we're, we're thinking about going to Europe this summer, and I'm like, okay, I can do this with two kids, but three yeah, maybe yes, not. Totally so I'm trying to weigh it too. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, <laughs> Two kids. Okay, so can you tell me a bit about what you did for a living before you had children? Yeah, sure. So I worked for, gosh, I don't know, 15 years, 13 years in advertising in New Jersey and New York City. I was an art director and graphic designer. And when I left, um, actually, when I left my job, my full-time job, it was actually because I was trying to get pregnant for three years and I couldn't get pregnant. And you know, in advertising in New York City, I was working 60 plus hours a week. Exactly. And so I just said, you know, this isn't working. So I was the first woman woman ever to ask for part-time work there and they gave it to me and I'm so excited. Wow. So that was game changing to kind of just stick up for myself and my needs and get a little bit of space. Absolutely. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, so you did that, and then I'm assuming you got pregnant at some point yes. in that journey. <laughs> yes. And then what happened after that? Because you could still work pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. how did that work out for you? So I was fortunate enough to stay home with my first for the first 18 months. And I dabbled a little bit in some freelance art direction and design. And, you know, I found right after six months, I was already ready to start using my creative brain again. So I was doing some freelance work from home. And then when she was 15 months, we moved to LA Hmm. from New Jersey. How was that? That was harder than I expected because, you know, 15, well, I think anything with a 15, 18 month old is hard. Travel is hard. (laughs) Yeah. That's a little move. But then coming here and being here, and not knowing anyone, not having sure. any family here with a 15-month-old who was very vibrant and social and had a lot of needs was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I, I had a, a long period of time where I was just confused and didn't know what to do next. Sure. That's a lot. And especially because you don't, you probably didn't have much of a network here either. No network. Yeah. That That is, what did, what did you do? <laughs> Well, I found I was living in this like utopian, beautiful society in LA, but um, I didn't have, a, I wasn't connected to anyone. And as I'm an extrovert, I'm a Pisces. And so I just, I always love being around people and creating new things. So for a while I was just, what is that thing for me? What is that thing for me? And I finally put her into daycare a few hours a morning. Mm-hmm. You know, as a stay-at-home mom, I think a lot of people struggle with getting time for themselves. Yes. And so she was about 18 months when she started. And at first I was trying to fill that time with, I need to be so productive and I need to do all the things and food shopping and food prepping and gosh, all the things. Yep. But then, you know, then I would try to give myself a little space and I was banging my head, you know, my head against the wall. What is the thing I do next? Cause I could so easily freelance and I did do that for my old agency, but there was just something pulling that it wasn't that wasn't it for me, um, because I think once you have kids, career is just a whole different ballgame. If you're not going to be with them, you want to love it. Oh, that's exactly my motivation for what I'm looking at right now. 100% agree. Yeah. You need something else, because if you're going to leave them for any amount of time, you better be loving what you're doing. Exactly. Otherwise, you're going to be pained, I think, a lot. Exactly. So, 
So it was a little bit of a transition, which I find for us women, especially as career women, um, transition is so hard because <laughs> yeah. there's the unknown and we're all, we like to control things. and Control, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the transition was really hard, but I remember, um, you know, forcing myself to do some things that I enjoyed to kind of get some space. So, and so while I was, of course, I did all the things during those three hours, but I would also try to make sure I took some time to go for a walk on the beach and, um, you know, exercise and stuff. But actually I heard, um, on a podcast called the goddess gumption. I remember this was three years ago and Ooh. she said, and it was an incredible quote. She said, ideas have a gestation period, just like babies in your womb do. They take 10 months to gestate and come out. And sometimes ideas take some time too. And once I heard that it gave me, allowed myself to give myself grace and you know, say, I don't need to know the thing right away. Yeah. And so when I heard that, that was really meaningful to me. And then that's when I started taking some time for myself and journaling and going for walks on the beach. I lived in LA, so I took advantage of that. Sure. And then, um, you know, when I gave myself grace, it finally, it just clicked what I wanted to do. And now I'm very clear and it feels very good to know because it's uncomfortable to not know. I haven't known for about 20 years of my life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though like I've been doing PR for uh, almost 20 years of my life or some form of marketing, and I was very good at PR, but it wasn't never felt right. So pushed again, the children have pushed me to kind of step outside of my comfort zone and find something that feels better, right, and good for me. Um, but that it, I agree, you can. It's very uncomfortable. It's it's a struggle to mm-hmm. feel not sure what you want to do. And I actually think it was making me unhappy. Mm, oh when yeah. When I compare it to now and being so clear on what my purpose is and why I'm here, versus then, I honestly I feel like I'm buzzing. That is awesome. And it wasn't always this way. So I just want to encourage anyone listening, if you don't know yet, hang in there. And when you do know, there's a chance that, you know, once you land, whatever that thing is, that you can just be buzzing all the time because it feels so good to know to know that you're doing what you're here for. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially, I think, when you also have kids, you want to give them something to kind of look up to, not kind of, but to look up to mm-hmm. and say... My mom's happy. My mom's balanced. My mom is doing something. And yeah, hey, maybe we don't want her leaving us. But look, she comes back and she's happy versus kind of being cranky because you don't, you're uncomfortable. Well, exactly. It's so easy to lose yourself in parenting. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. It's hard. So you, you said you figured out kind of what you wanted to do. How did that transpire to what you're doing with your company? <laughs> yeah. So my background's design and photography and art direction, um, but I, I've always been a very creative person, And but my true love was gathering great people together. So from being the social chair at my sorority at Penn State sure. to always being the one to plan fun things for my friend with my friends and it didn't come hard. It didn't it never came hard to me. It was very easy. I can throw things together very quickly and just make it happen. And so I, you know, with all that brainstorming I was doing, I just kind of wrote down what my skills are and then what I love and tried to see where that can overlap. 
And especially when we had kids, like I said, I noticed that so many things are catered to, catered to the kids, but nothing for us parents. True. Like restaurants. Exactly. Why can't they have an ice cream bar somewhere in the corner? Exactly. You know, something like that. Exactly. So actually, so my biggest um, advice is to really, when you are trying to think what that thing is, is just start dabbling mm-hmm. and experimenting and exploring. Um, so all last year... While I was doing some freelance design on the side, I also started doing pop-up events. So I would have pop-up dinner work parties with on-site kids clubs. Hmm. And I was in, um, I did a bunch of those and I would do workshops with on-site kids clubs because I felt like parents weren't going to things because what do we do with the kids? Sure. And so we had a dinner party with sweet green and live music and we had pizza parties in Venice with private chefs and we did all these things um, with an on-site kids club. And so that was all of 2018 and I actually was in, this is a business idea for anyone that wants to run with it, I was in a, I was in a <laughs> Um, a fitness studio for a while called The Space in Santa Monica offering child care on site during workouts because I just felt like there's you, you can around here there's um there's child care maybe Equinox in the Y but all of these beautiful studios that people mostly go to don't have child care so right. so I um, talked to the owner of a studio because she had this empty space and I put I created a child care spot in there and that's where we were having all of our pop-up dinner parties at night in the studio. Amazing. I don't know why I've missed these pop-up parties. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to get the word out, so I so appreciate being here. Yes, I'm so excited. So that was all last year, and then October happened, and she decided to move in a different direction with that space. So I kind of, I was in there from June to October, and then got the boot very nicely. <laughs> but so what's interesting is, you know, when that happened that I could take that as a failure, you know, oh my gosh, I just put all this work into it and we made this room permanent and now we have to leave. Right. And, you know, even talking to my parents, which I think a lot of people deal with this with disapproval in their family or their friends, whatever, but my parents, and you know, love them to death and they'll probably hear this, but they said, Karen, I think it's time for you to stop doing this and, you know, focus on your family and stop putting so much pressure on your husband. And I think we hear those things all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that statement from them, you know, we hung up and I, my heart was just like, you have to go the opposite direction. So I ran myself a little ragged last year in 2018. I did 50 events, including all, you know, childcare during workouts. There wow. were so many events between May and November. It's crazy. And it was crazy. It was crazy and really hard to get people there. So I found it hard to get parents to commit to three hours on a Saturday night. Um, And so all last year, um, it it, it was a great learning experience. But so in November, I hired a brand strategist to help me just hone in on what I'm going to do moving forward. Smart, right? And, you know, I think in one session I said to her, what I really want to do is retreats. And she said, well, then why aren't you doing retreats? And I said, well, I just, there's, I don't know. Right? Because <laughs> they're harder? I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I think we do the small things before the big things. And, and dabbling is good, like you just said. So, yes. So, and, you know, and that I also relaunched my company name to the Wildflower Collective and got really clear on our offering. So this year, 2019, I'm offering three retreats, which is much easier than 52 events. Sure. And um, a handful of private retreats. Um 
And of course, it's still a ton of work, but I love the work so much because I've always been the person that organizes and plans and I get to create the whole experience and include the kids. And our events are things that parents actually want to go to. So there's live music on site and there's yoga and fresh juice and wine tasting. And so it's things we want to do, but we can finally include the kids there. Right, which is great. Yeah. So um, lastly, there was one more thing I wanted to add to that. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it will come up. It will. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, it's funny. You said that thing about your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing PR consulting for tech companies for the last... 12, 13 years, but you know, it's really run its course and media is different. And my father told me a couple of years or asked me, he said, are you contributing anything financially to the family? And I felt gutted. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, because that was very important to me. You know, I was raised to, to make my own money and I bought my first condo on my own in Chicago. Like I had my own things and to be able to give up, not to be able to, but to kind of give up that ownership of something for a little bit to find something new it it's a sacrifice i think you have to make and it's amazing that you decided to you didn't you didn't let it stop you it kind of took you in the other direction that's great yes thank you i think <clears throat> i turned 40 2 weeks ago happy and birthday thank you and you know i realized that it took me 39 years to finally go after the the big dreams in my heart it, 39 years of not doing that thing yes I know. And, you know, there was, I saw a horoscope um, last January, 2018, that said, as a Pisces, you need a creatively feeling career to feel complete. And I was like, oh, it's not just an add-on, you know. I, I You know, there's a lot of, um, we should be happy because we get to be home with our kids and we have X, Y, and Z, but sometimes you just need a little bit more. You need something that's fulfilling to you. So that kind of gave me permission to say, it's not, it's me. It's part of me mm-hmm. to have this creatively, creative, fulfilling career. And once I went for it, I've just, it's been lighting me up and my kids can see it and my husband can see it. And of course it's a risk, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, working elsewhere right now. So of course it's a financial risk, but I just really believe in this. So we're kind of choosing to take that risk. I think that's great. I mean, to have a belief, a, a passion, uh, and that clarity that this is the right direction, you can't not listen to that, I think, mm-hmm. you know? And if you, you know, I think part of the process is having a partner that supports you, because um, it can be hard if, if there's challenges in that. But I think you also staying on the course is very important and knowing that you're doing what you think is what you feel is right for you and the family as well. Because I think we get stuck in, pulled into more, oh, hey, I should go back doing my nine-to-five job because it was it was secure. And it's funny because my dad's saying that one thing about finances. And then at a separately, years ago, he said, don't ever let that golden handcuffs get get you. Mm-hmm. And I, that stuck with me more, I think, than the other thing, to, to not be beholden to, say, a corporate job or something that I didn't love, mm-hmm. like make sure I was staying on the path. So mm-hmm. that's great that you're staying on your path. Well, exactly. And we actually named the Wildflower Collective because I think everyone has their own inner, you know, wildflower, their own independence and children exhibit that so easily. And I think we can learn from them and, you know, how to be, um, you know, share your, your unique 
skills and passions. And so we changed the why in Wildflower to remind parents that you matter. And I really think it's important for parents to get some space to kind of tap into what they love because it just radiates to your whole family. That's really, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to cry a little bit because that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, I want to ask because I think I have a lot of friends that would love your retreats. Oh, thanks. So you're doing set retreats. Are you doing, you said some special retreats maybe, like do you do personalized retreats for a set group of people? Could you say, we could call you up and say, hey, there's six families that want to go do something. Could you help us organize that? Yes. So I'm starting to, you know, what's funny is my plan is to do three of my own retreats this year, but it's a lot of work to sell out each room. Sure. It's a lot of work. So what I am no, and my plan was to offer this retreat to companies like Hey Mama, Mm. um, places that are already have a community that they would maybe like to just have their own, uh, retreat. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people are asking that question when you do a retreat just for us. So I need to work out the numbers because the retreat itself costs a lot to put on. Sure. And it's a lot of work. So I'm working it out. But I actually have a call next week with a dad that the exact same thing, six families. So I'm working it out for sure. Um, it's a great idea because it's a lot of work. But I love that work. I love the planning. And because I've done so much of it already, it's fairly easy for me to put on. Um, so yeah, so we are having three this year. The first one's in Santa Barbara wine country and, um, Los Olivos. Yeah, I totally wanted to do this. <laughs> and, oh, there's room for four more families. I'm not sure by the time this airs, but, um, that's in May. And then in August, I've announced it, but it's not for sale yet. It's in Cambria on seven acre beachfront property in August. Boy, that sounds amazing. Thank you. Oh yeah, that'll be really... I need to hear about that one, for sure. <laughs> okay. Not that this one doesn't sound great, yeah. but, Yeah. yeah. You know, they're all going to be totally different. So these are in like, the first one's in like Lux housing and wine country. And the second one will be um, at the beach. And then I'm looking at the third one, either being in Ohio or the desert. Cool. No, I mean, all of them, you know, especially for Southern California families or families anywhere that Mm -hmm. want to come to these special or specific locations Mm -hmm. sound amazing. Thank you. Well, most of us want to have family here. Exactly. And everyone coming on my retreat so far does not accept one family is from Temecula. Otherwise, they're all not from here. So they don't have family to drop their kids off with. And I just think, you know, as parents, modern parenting is so hard. It is. Exactly. And we need a break and we need some space to kind of reconnect with our partner, ourselves. And so... That's what I'm trying to offer. And this is a three-day, 17th, 18th, 19th, so like Friday to Sunday? Three-day, two nights. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, So I'm sure there's been some hurdles to figuring out this iteration of your business. What has happened, you know, what's maybe one hurdle that really you struggled with, but yet you were able to fight through and get to the other side? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or if you have a bunch of little ones, whatever kind of sticks in your mind. Well, um, for instance, this first retreat in May, um, I have to put all the money up front. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trusting that people will come because I think it's an amazing opportunity. And we're almost full. But, um, you know, so those are the kind of things where you have to constantly dig in to your why and say, I really believe in this and keep going. So also for August, I've already put the down payment down for the place and I haven't even started selling it yet because I'm just focusing on May. So those are the hurdles. My hurdles mainly are having to constantly communicate with my audience, which is a lot of work. I love doing it, but it's a lot of work. So, um, 
But also I hired a, a coach which has been immensely helpful. Her name's Heidi Stevens. She calls herself a soulful business entrepreneur for women. Um, and that's been helpful even for my marriage, I have to say, because sure. my husband, every time he'd get home from work and he's on the phone all day, I would want to fill him in on all the things. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. <laughs> right. And you know, women like to talk. And so I feel like I get to work out a lot of these things with my coach and the group that she creates. So that's been very helpful. Very smart. Thanks. Because I don't think people look outside of like... They, they don't want to ask for help, I feel like, a lot of times. And even for coaching or just uh, somebody that can be a, a listening, a sounding board for ideas or their marriage. And it's important, I it's find, personally. It's important. We can't do it all alone. And we don't have to. And you know what? There's so many women out there that actually want to collaborate. And yes. it's such a beautiful time to be a, women entrepre- a woman entrepreneur because... Everyone's helping each other. You know, when I first started in corporate America 15 years ago, the women that were higher up than me were not very kind. Mm-hmm. And so it's beautiful to be in L.A. and see all these women entrepreneurs that are collaborating in all these networking communities. And I just think it's an amazing time to launch something. Agree. And there's so many tools that allow you to be able to do it a little more easier than mm-hmm. 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Yes. Um, so what for yourself do you do outside of your business and your children and your family what do you allow yourself you know time for yourself what do you want to do in those in that time so right now I'm working a lot and my family but I often am not behind my computer I'm at the beach it's my break and I just go like this morning I go and I walk or run at the beach and I'll sit and I'll just think about a problem and then it will come you know the solutions come to me I really find that you know just tapping into what our needs are, that the solutions kind of come to us when we're a little bit more quiet. So I get to the beach a lot. I rollerblade, I bike ride, I like to run. So I think that's a good way to kind of mix up energy when you have a lot of anxiety or overwhelm. So that, um, I plan with my community mom's night outs and Thursday night this week is my first dad's night out because they don't ever plan anything. Never. So I try to get together with girls, um, you know, a couple times a month, and that's really it right now, and that's all I have time for. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, um, how do you keep yourself calm when you're in the middle of all of this? Because I feel part of the challenge for women when they're starting something new, um, especially on your own, like how do you keep moving it forward when you're like, this is too much? Mm-hmm. I had one of those days last week where I was totally overwhelmed because, like I said, I put down a lot of money for May and August. Um, I kind of just let myself feel that, and it's okay to be overwhelmed. This is an overwhelming thing, but also realize that I did this for a reason and trust myself. And this group I mentioned, Heidi Stevens' group, has been very helpful because I, as soon as I felt that way, I actually posted in their private Facebook group, like, ladies, today I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I got such great feedback about affirmations, telling yourself, like, I'm what I'm offering the world is valuable and I will be successful because I'm offering such a value to families locally. So I try to – it's really mindset. So I think for getting sure. a coach – doing things that you that feel good for you specifically so finding out what that is if it's dancing if it's walking hiking like making sure you do those things because that's kind of the things you can count on to ground yourself when you're feeling really overwhelmed it's so important i think it's the mental 
um, focus is what can actually get in the way of women wanting to make this move because you're already dealing with managing a household and children and all the guilt and responsibility. It's hard. And so mentally we have to stay the course Mm -hmm. and affirmations are a great way to remind us to, you know, stay. Yeah. And I've been listening. I can't believe I just found Rachel Hollis recently. I don't know Rachel Hollis. You do or don't? I don't. Okay. I'm writing this down. Listen to her. Okay. I'm listening on Audible to Girl Stop Apologizing, which makes me want to go for beach walks every minute I can because it's incredible. But she talks about um, so many things, but... She talks about goal setting and creating guideposts and mile markers and, you know, when you sit down to do something to have a result goal instead of, I'm going to do this thousand things on my to-do list. Instead, what do I want the result to be at the end of these three hours? So she's been really helpful. And and she also um, talks about owning that thing inside you that you want to do mm-hmm. and not backing down to it. It's there for a reason. That thing that keeps coming up to you, whether it's jewelry making, whatever it is, it's there for a reason. So to go after it and not be apologetic about your needs. And and so I'm really tapping into that. That's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, like, resources I'm hearing from different women, mm-hmm. podcasts or books they're reading, because it's a great tool to share with our listeners. Yes. Um, so... Can I, is there anything else you want to say to the audience as far as, you know, a bit of advice? I mean, you've been giving some great nuggets. So is there anything else that you want to talk about or say that, you know, you can share with the audience about pursuing whatever they want to be doing? Um, yeah, I think, I think the thing that people struggle with most, at least a lot of the people I know that have full-time jobs that they might not love and they want to do something else is they just don't have the time for themselves um, I would pl- put it in your calendar two to three hours a week to give yourself a little bit of whatever it is that you need. So if you want to be a writer, but you don't have time to write, you know, gift that to yourself, put that in your calendar and go to a coffee shop and write. I mean, when I get to sit at a coffee shop and open up my computer and have a hot cup of coffee, I'm in joy mode because I'm creating something that I has been on my mind. So you deserve that. You work so hard for your kids and you've worked likely previous before kids and you deserve that time. So, you know, make, prioritize yourself and your own needs. And even if it's, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I recommend getting a sitter for three hours a week. You can cut costs somewhere else if it's a cost thing and gift that to yourself. And, you know, just, um, I also had a life coach. I'm all about getting help. So Me help. too. I, I've had it all too. <laughs> okay, good. Like yeah, when I first moved here and I was lost, that's the first thing I did. And she said, well, what? I said, I just want to feel free again. I want to feel more joy. You know, I was very lost. And she said, well, what makes you feel free? And I made a list. So what are those things that bring you joy? Make a list. And my suggestion is to try to just do one of those things a day, whether it's a beach walk, listening to like reggae music, whatever those things <laughs> are that kind of lift you back up is dedicate to at least trying to do one a day Hmm. and you know and ideally get a sitter three hours a week to give yourself three hours to you know really chunk out some time to work on whatever your goal is and I think some women um feel guilty getting a sitter because they feel like they should be there for the kids all the time um or again financially it's too much but I I agree like you need that that 
non-children time to do whatever you want to do. I definitely lose it on my kids more often when I'm with them all the time. Yep. So I remember even last, a couple weekends ago, I just felt very edgy with my kids and I was like, Chris, I have to go for a run. So I went for a run and I came back and I was so happy to see them versus what could have happened if I stayed home. It's so true. And I find, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because like I personally get resentful when I'm around the kids all the time. And my husband who has his own business, he's always busy. And then if he goes plays tennis, he's still doing something outside of the house where I'm like, okay, I got to be with the kids all the time. And I need to give myself the okay to not be here all the time and have him manage whatever it is. Yes. Yes. It's hard to do that as a mom. I think there's a responsibility we feel that we have to be the key parent, but at the same time, it's like, wait, Mm -hmm. they created them too, you know? (laughs) Totally. Well, and if, you know, I would have a it's hard you need to have a real conversation. If your husband's not willing to step in, not your husband, anyone's husband, right, right. not willing to step in, then you got to say, then I need to find this elsewhere. I'm going to get a sitter three, three hours a week. And so, you know, he, and he might be like, Hey, I'm willing every Saturday morning to do this with the kids that that could be a great bonding experience for the kids. But if he's not, if he's tired and works hard, that's okay. Then you just say, communicate and how you're going to make that happen for yourself. But I think if you stand your ground and say, this is what I need, and I think it will make me happier overall, how can they say no to that? Yeah. And, and it also, I feel like, gives empowers you to feel like you're taking your some of your, I don't want to say your life back, but you're empowering yourself to find your happiness versus putting it all in the eggs, of, all your eggs in the basket of being a mom, which being a mom is... <laughs> the most amazing thing Mm -hmm. but I do feel like a lot of us do think oh there's something else even if it's like creating you know like you're saying jewelry or you know you want to paint like five hours a week whatever that is Mm -hmm. you got to find a way to do it give you speed your soul and for those stay-at-home moms out there regarding painting I paint with my kids all the time it's their favorite messy project it is awesome you just set up an area you don't mind getting messy let them go for it while you're painting and so they kick they cook with me so I'm kind of, um, I, I'm all about doing what I love and then bringing the kids into it versus only doing what they love. I mean, gosh, that's what, that's where this all, all came about. I couldn't believe once we had kids, the only options were birthday parties, bouncy places, kid <laughs> museums and playgrounds. And I wanted to pull my hair out because right. it just wasn't, we need to be stimulated. Yeah. I, I still can't believe that no one's made like a wine and cheese bar with like a cooking, a cookie making section or, or just something that where moms can congregate and talk and hang out like I was part of the baby group I don't know if you've heard of it um Donna Holleran's baby group in Santa Monica and um like Jennifer Garner went there it was, oh, okay. it, and I went I got lucky enough to hear about it what started with my young my oldest when she was like three months and after every weekly meeting we would go to the intercontinental and have a glass of wine and just talk because we were immersed in this baby life mm-hmm. none of us had family here and it was a really lovely experience, but we still had our, our babies like hanging on our, our chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were just always like, or some kind of space where moms could go and hang out with moms and the kids would be kind of watched or, or stimulated. Absolutely. I'm trying, I'm trying to create that. I mean, like I started last year in that pop-up, um, but I think my goal um, is a retreat center on the road. That. So at least you can count on a vacation experience that feels that way. Right. I do think there needs to be something locally. I just personally, was, I was imagining like being there for 10 hours a day in one location and that didn't feel right for me. But right. I think there's such a need for it. I agree. 
it, it could be a collective of people. You mm-hmm. can hire more people. <laughs> yeah. But I do like the retreat thing because I, I think also with the retreat element, like you were saying, the parents get time together while the kids are getting stimulated as well. Because I think as married couples, we also don't take enough time for ourselves. And then that's where, you know, it can be a challenge. So of I course. love like... Thank you. Can So just to for the May 17th one... Mm-hmm wine tasting what else are you doing for the parents so there's four family meals where the whole family's together and which I think is really great because no one's going to eye roll if your kid's throwing food and it's all outside and there's wine and beer included and so um, that's you know all the meals and then during kids club parents either have free time or there's on-site yoga we have an on-site in-room massage Ooh, nice. option and we have a private wine tasting tour option but also it's in Los Olivos so there's 12 wine tasting rooms walking distance so parents get to go and explore and and so and then we're providing excursion ideas during the family free time for families to go and do things with their kids so but the idea is oh and then Saturday night is my favorite we have live music because I'm oh. a big music fan and we used to go to all these music festivals. And so there's live music on site and s'mores and a beautiful dinner. And so that, you know, so I'm trying to create it's a family experience, memories that you create with your family. Um, but it all ends at 9 p.m. instead of midnight. Sure. <laughs> now when we go out for live music, it's too late. So parent-friendly, meaning things kind of are wrapping up by 9-ish. Then you go to bed when you'd like and a whole experience that feels good for everyone. Well, it's amazing. I, I personally know tons of families that would love this, um, and I'll definitely be looking at some retreats. And we'll do our best to get this out there before May 17th, well, in the next couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Um, Karen, thank you so much. It's been a joy to have you, and I look forward to talking to you more. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mother Jumpers. I am your host, Monica Rolliter, a fellow mom looking to make a new jump. Mother Jumpers is created in Los Angeles and edited by Jason Crow. To become a part of the Mother Jumper community, please visit us at www.themotherjumpers.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Mother Jumper and Facebook at Mother Jumpers. I'd love to hear from you if you're a Mother Jumper and want to share your story. Or if you're looking to make a jump, please send us questions that we can ask on an upcoming episode. You can email me at monica at themotherjumpers.com. Also, share Mother Jumpers with your friends and family and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much and have a great week of jumping forward.